Good morning. I'm Emily Reese, and I'm pleased to welcome to the morning show Kate Roberts, who is exhibit developer for the Minnesota Historical Society. And there's a new exhibit opening this weekend celebrating activist women in Minnesota. It's called Extraordinary Women. Good morning, Kate. Good morning, Emily. Thanks for having me. Of course. Always pleased to have uh, anyone representing the Minnesota Historical Society on. So talk to us about this uh, new exhibit that's starting. Well, we're really excited about this exhibit because it's a chance to look in depth at some of the Minnesota women past and present who have maybe um, gone a bit unnoticed. The title Extraordinary Women is intentional. We mean to, to sort of bring out the fact that ordinary people do extraordinary things based on their their passions based on their times, based on what they see that needs to be done. And the idea behind this exhibit is to profile um, just a couple dozen women. There are so many more we could talk about, but a few dozen women who at key points in their lives really made a difference. And we want visitors to kind of look at this exhibit and say, hey, if they can do it, I can too. They're ordinary women who stepped up and did something, and what's the small step I can take? Sure. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about some of the women that you'll feature, that are featured in the exhibit. There are some wonderful women featured in the exhibit, and I I do want to back up to a little bit and just say that this started as an exhibit um, that was to open last fall, celebrating the um, 19th Amendment, the ratification of the 19th Amendment, which assured women's right to vote. So we have partnered all along with the League of Women Voters of Minnesota as a a legacy organization from that suffrage drive. And they have been very helpful in shaping our content and in working with us all along. So some of the women that early on they brought to our attention and that we were aware of already were, let's say Nellie Francis. She was a St. Paul activist. She was an African-American activist who worked in a number of areas, um, housing reform, education, but also got involved with suffrage at a time when, as you know, Black women didn't always work across um, racial divides with white women. Nellie Francis did form an alliance with the Minnesota Women's Suffrage Association, and she worked in that realm. The year after 1920, 1921, she almost single-handedly pushed um, a bill for through the Minnesota legislature, an anti-lynching bill. This is following up on that Duluth lynching that happened in 1920. And she worked with her her, um, colleagues across the country to form this state anti-lynching bill. And then, as I say, to lobby extensively for it. And she did get it passed in 1921. So that's, she's one of those stories, someone who was rooted in suffrage and then all along did so much more that we may or may not know about. Um, More recently, there's a really interesting story associated with Pat Bellinger, who many of us may know that name, but may not maybe have heard about Pat Bellinger. She's of course a white earth Ojibwe woman who um, 
was one of the co-founders of AIM, the American Indian Movement. And so often we hear the stories of the men behind that movement, but in fact, the movement also included and um, very much relied on women within the community. And Pat Bellinger was one of those community leaders. She also co-founded the Red Schoolhouse in St. Paul, which is um, one of the Twin Cities first survival schools for native students. So those are the kinds of stories that you may recognize those names. You may know a little bit about these women, but let's learn more. Yeah. And let's see again how their stories can can bring us joy, can bring us hope, and can maybe inspire us. Definitely. So tell me, Kate, if you would, how the exhibit is working, because I know there's an online component as well, but is this something that people can go and see? Yes, absolutely. If you go to mnhs.org, our website, you'll see if you scroll down just a bit, there's a big black, white, and yellow banner that says Extraordinary Women. And if you click on that, you'll get the information you need. We are, our galleries are open limited hours these days, but we are open. This exhibit is designed to work with um, our current reality. That is, there's lots of room. There's not a lot that you will need to touch. And it's very much an exhibit that we hope people will come to and we'll um, spend a little time in just kind of, as I say, reveling in these stories. Yeah, so talk to me a little bit, if you would, Kate, about how you were able to pivot this exhibit from, you know, what it was supposed to be in October to what it's become today. Yeah, it that was not an easy pivot, as you can imagine. Yeah. It had to happen pretty quickly, but we were very lucky and we learned a ton. So when we recognized, we recognized somewhere last summer that we were not going to open what was then called Votes for Women in the fall. And so at that point, we took all the research that we had done and all the information we had, and we, we shaped it into um, a website which is still available, Votes for Women. Again, you get to that through mnhs.org. Then we stepped back and said, okay, if we're going to open this new version of the exhibit in March, what do we want it to do? And we thought, you know, way back then in the fall, we thought we don't know where people will be. We don't know what people's emotions will be or what people's um, appetite for an exhibit will be at that point. But what we do know is that likely people will be ready to hear positive stories of change and hope and inspiration. So that's what we went for. And as I say, we started with the research that we had done for the suffrage exhibit. We built in more stories and more um, women who followed up on the legacy of suffrage. So we have, as I say, more current women, Debbie Montgomery, Joan Grow, some people who were the next generation yeah. after the suffragists. And overall, what we really wanted to provide for visitors was, again, this place where you can come and you can feel hopeful and a little bit celebratory and a little bit inspired because we've had that's something that we all need right now. And I think, I think we nailed it. You know, we still need that. 
Yes, yes, we do. Well, Kate, what else would you like to say about this exhibit? Remind us when it opens and where people can learn more. Yeah, the exhibit opens to the public on Saturday, March 6th, and we are open on Saturday and Sunday. And you can go to mnhs.org to, I would um, think it's a, probably a pretty good idea to reserve a spot, um, especially for the weekends, because we are limited capacity, of course. So go ahead and make your reservation and um, then come visit us this weekend and into the coming months. This is an exhibit that will, of course, be up through the summer for sure and, and far into the fall. Great. Well, Kate Roberts, exhibit developer for Minnesota Historical Society, talking about the brand new exhibit called Extraordinary Women. Learn more at mnhs.org. Kate, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Emily.